Oi, 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 oi. Gana beta, kole la podcast go. Wei, good day, my culture story mob. Welcome back to a new episode of My Culture Story for a brand new year. This is the first episode for 2022 and this year we will be bringing you more episodes of My Culture Story sharing stories, insights and awareness of Aboriginal culture and First Nations issues in Australia. What a welcome. I'm Kato Muir and this is My Culture Story, a short podcast series devoted to sharing my culture with you the listener. I'm a Ngalia man from the deserts of Western Australia, and in this podcast I share my insights into Ngalia language, Ngalia country, Ngalia arts, Ngalia history, and generally discuss culture and relationships between Aboriginal people and the wider community in Australia. Well, I hope you enjoy it and we'll get on with the episode. On with the episode. So this is the first week of 2022. And already for Aboriginal culture, there have been some exciting and new announcements. Ken Wyatt, the Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, announced this week that the federal government will be relocating IATSIS and building a major Aboriginal cultural facility in Canberra, in the Parliamentary Triangle. So it will be somewhere down near the High Court, the National Library, uh, National Gallery in that part of uh, Canberra, uh, between Old Parliament House and Lake Burley Griffin. Now, what's interesting about this place is they, they're referring to it as Ngora. Now, Ngora is a Western Desert language word, uh, probably used within the uh, Palma Nyungan uh, community of languages. And Ngora basically means home, or in other renditions, if you say Ngorara, it means um, homelands. And generally Ngora means home. So this facility will be the home on Ngunnawal country of the major Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander collections uh, in Australia. For those of you who don't know anything about IATSIS, I've had the uh, great fortune of um, spending some time either working at IATSIS um, or uh, being part of their council. Uh, I had a number of years um, in executive uh, director type or council member functions there. So as a member of council, as well as uh, helping with the research advisory committee. And way back in uh, the early days as a young fellow, I 
was also um, spent some time as the head of the Native Title Research Unit. And this was in the early days of um, Native Title in, uh, in Australia. And our research unit, we had a brilliant team, uh, some of whom is, uh, you know, Lisa Strellan, Dr. Lisa Strellan, for instance, is, uh, continues to be at IAPSIS and uh, is a prodigious uh, Native Title uh, scholar. Uh, but a whole, everyone who's anyone involved in Native Title in the early years of uh, the formulation and development of key concepts were involved uh, through IAPSIS, through the Native Title Research Unit. And in the, uh, in the days that uh, I was there uh, working with Lisa and the, the other members of the team, we basically commissioned and undertook and set the foundations for a lot of the uh, key conceptual issues in native title. And that was just one element of all the work that IAPSIS does. So um, one of the really fascinating and interesting things that not many people are aware of is that IATSIS, oh, which actually stands for the Australian Institute of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Studies, had commissioned through its uh, grants project, had actually funded Eddie Marbo to pursue uh, his formulation and conceptualization of native title uh, before he went to court. So in that way, sort of IATSIS has this uh, deep and enduring uh, connection to some of the most significant um, research policy formulations of and cultural uh, records of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people anywhere in the world. So it's really good to see that um, the support for this new phase of IAPSIS history. Uh, when I was a council member there, we had um, uh, pursued the uh, updating of the IAPSIS legislation and secured something like $20 million out of uh, the federal government at that time to um, support the digitization of the IAPSIS collections. And this week, we hear that the federal government are going to invest in a further $300 million into uh, the relocation of IATSIS uh, up into this uh, new facility known as Mora. So really looking forward to that, to see how it all pans out. But it is really an exciting time. And I would really, really, really recommend anyone who is interested in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture to visit the IATSIS website. And in particular, get to understand there's effectively four functions that IATSIS delivers. One is uh, the Aboriginal Studies Press. Um, then there are the collections and the collections of material, you know, include amazing things like one of the very, uh, very first wax cylinder recordings of an Aboriginal language um, by a, a Palawa woman from Tasmania who spoke and sang songs in, in Palawa language. So it has uh, items like that in the collections um, through to, you know, 
over 60 years worth of research in many parts of, uh, of Australia. Uh, so there's the research function, the collections, the library, um, and hopefully with this transition now into a major cultural uh, positioning of IATSIS, um, you know, no more hanging around on the uh, the appendage. I shouldn't say that, but uh, the, uh, the the outside. It's actually now going into the parliamentary triangle, uh, being part of the uh, major cultural institutions of Australia. And I just really recommend that anyone who wants to learn and find out more about Aboriginal culture, uh, Aboriginal research, sorry, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture and research, you really should go and visit the IATSIS website. And if you ever do get to go to Canberra, go and um, visit where they are today. Uh, and again, that was um, in my past life. Uh, I, When I was employed with IATSIS, we were looking at the um, uh, move into the current buildings. And I just realised that it's something like 20 plus years ago now that that had happened. And uh, so that was in the period that when I had just left, uh, when they, maybe I just wanted to get out of uh, packing up my office. So I packed and moved back to Leonora. But the, the relocation into the existing buildings that happened something like 20 years ago, and that was co-located with the National Museum of Australia. Um, I returned to IATSIS in uh, various forms, uh, helping with the research advisory committee, and uh, also as a council member. And in that time that we uh, managed to secure that further funding. And now we see this is IATSIS part three, I suppose, and it's uh, uh, ongoing development in now moving across to a more um, prestigious and prominent location. So yes, go and visit them. They're currently at IATSIS uh, on the Acton Peninsula near the National Museum. Uh, but also you can really find them on uh, their website, um, aiatsis.gov.au. So yeah, I wasn't expecting to go down that rabbit hole, but uh, or maybe a, a Mandangargo hole, which is a bilby hole. But um, it is exciting times. It's a great start to the new year to have a, a major announcement like that. Um, hopefully we'll see IATSIS also then building a capacity to actually have extension or extend out to uh, support projects in uh, remote locations and, and well, even uh, in, in other capitals and uh, states. So, um, hopefully we'll see some investment. And th there is the um, IATSIS Foundation, uh, which, geez, I'm really promoting IATSIS today and I um, haven't had any association with them for a long time. But uh, uh, I do. I am a strong uh, supporter and believer in the work that IATSIS and the, uh, the amazing staff that uh, go through there and the amazing uh, movement of skills and talent, uh, talented people who actually come, come out of that uh, uh, being associated with IATSIS. Well, I think I shall leave it at that. Um, this is the first episode of My Culture Story for 2022. We had a bit of a hiatus uh, during the COVID uh, 
months and years uh, between 2019 and 2020. Uh, there are some uh, backlog of um, episodes that we'll be getting out. I'm hoping to bring some more language and culture and uh, stories. And also, we are publishing a, a newsletter that comes out every week now. So if you go to myculturestory.com.au, uh, you will see there's a link there to the newsletter. Uh, subscribe to that. You can get the newsletter emailed to you every uh, every Wednesday. And um, that at least will keep you up to date on news and current affairs and what's happening in Australia in relation to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander matters. But in that note, um, check out our website. Also visit katomuir.com.au, uh, my uh, consulting page, because uh, I like to get some work as well. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's just, uh, I suppose I'm delivering a lot of uh, content, which I enjoy doing about Aboriginal and cultural uh, matters. And in so doing, uh, I'm also actively involved in uh, the uh, social justice and uh, economic participation uh, agenda of uh, securing a greater role for First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the future of uh, Australia. Paluna, and I'll catch you next time.